You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Welcome to episode seven. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to a God Focused Life. I'm excited about today's topic because we all want to be mentally strong, healthy people, right? Well, I'm going to talk about five things that mentally strong people don't do. Okay, so we're going to go through five things, but I'm also going to give you some positives with that. So let's just dive right in. Um, My first one that I want to talk about, mentally strong people do not dwell on past mistakes, We all make mistakes. We all mess up from time to time. We would even say that we have failures in our life. But you know what? We don't dwell on those things. Whenever we dwell on those things, we just make it bigger in our minds. It just gets um, more chaotic in our brains. And then once it grows and grows, it causes fear. And then whenever we get Um, so focused on those negative things, the mistakes that we've made, it causes a fear, whether it's in our businesses, whether it's in our ministry, that we just don't ever want to do this again. So say it's your business and say that you've approached, you know, a person and that person turned you down. It could create a fear in your brain. You could think it and overthink it so much to where you never want to speak to another person about your business. Or same thing with ministry. If you are going to talk to people about the Lord or inviting people to church or talking about salvation, if you do that and someone just totally rejects you, you could just overthink it and think about all of the things that you did wrong or said wrong. And it just causes you to never want to reach out and talk to anybody else about Jesus again. But what we want to do is we want to see our mistakes for what they are. If we do, we want to think about it. We may want to process it with pen and paper and say, how could I have done this differently? And if we've really messed up bad, say that we've done something at work or in our family or with a coworker, whatever that looks like, if we've made a mistake, we want to take ownership of that and apologize, say, I'm sorry. We want to say, you know, call it what it is. It was a mistake. It was something that we messed up on and we can correct it. We can course correct, but we want to keep going in that positivity rather than dwelling on those mistakes, because if we keep dwelling, it's going to keep us from obeying God. Again, we want to learn from those mistakes and we want to hear God's voice and go and do what God's called us to do. And we want to take those mistakes to the Lord. We actually want to go and ask the Lord, search my heart and see if there is any wicked way in me. Maybe there's some mistakes that's hidden in our hearts and God starts pointing those things out and we can kind of clean up our act and ask him for strength so that we can walk in obedience. We want him to search us for that. Um, so number two Number two, things that mentally strong people don't do. Mentally strong people do not feel sorry for themselves. Um, Sometimes we can take on this victim mentality and maybe we've gone through something tragic. Maybe we've gone through abuse. Maybe someone has hurt us really, really deeply and we just play it over and over and over. It kind of goes with that first one. We dwell on it. But we take that victim mentality and then we start wanting sympathy. We start going and talking to others and we just want 
sympathy from others. And actually that sympathy, it kind of becomes an addiction. Like we get that false love, that false sense of, oh, wow, people are really doting over me right now. And it really feels good getting this attention. And sometimes we go overboard trying to be um, attention getters rather than uh, really dealing with the issue, uh, trying to get, we all we always want people in our lives to help us deal with our problems, but we don't want to get stuck. We don't want to uh, get caught in that, man, it feels good getting this gratified and, you know, we don't want to get stuck there. Uh, we need to get counseling. We need to face the tragedy or the hardship head on. We need to talk and process and learn how to become victorious rather than staying the victim. We don't want, you know, false forms or lower forms of manipulated love. Uh, we don't want that. We want to be healthy. We want to get love from the Father, from God, our Father, first and foremost. And His love is going to come and heal us and and heal those wounds that's inside of us. And sometimes it takes those counselors or pastors or a good trusted friend that's really going to help us with those blind spots so that we aren't just seeking after sympathy and seeking after something that's, um, you know, just on that negative uh, we, we want to be healthy and be overcomers. Uh, the number three thing that mentally strong people don't do, we don't surround ourselves with negative people. We, you know, I think that's sometimes the worst thing that we can ever do is be around people for an extended amount of time because it just spirals us down. It's kind of like that whirlpool and they're just going negative and negative, negative. And then we just kind of can get sucked into that and we can start becoming negative. I mean, obviously we live in a fallen world and people are hurt and, you know, we all have some issues. We all have pains that we go through. And we want to be there to encourage and be life givers to those people, but we don't want to be sucked into that 24-7 all of the time. We want to set up those boundaries. Um, sometimes people are not on the same path or the same journey that we're on, and we don't want to kind of tolerate that, you know, the verbal abuse. Maybe they are negative towards us. Maybe they are naysayers. Maybe they are just you know, negative about what you are doing. Maybe you're trying to get your business going and they are just, just being so negative and saying, how are you ever going to do this? You're never going to be anything or just kind of their doubt, maybe even some shame, maybe even some guilt. How are you ever going to be successful if those are the voices that's constantly, constantly beating you down? I know there's an example in the Bible with Nehemiah and he had gotten the supplies. He went to the king. He got the supplies to come back and build the wall. They had been held in captive in Babylon for all of these years, for 70 years. And God says, I want you to go back. You're going to build the wall. He goes to the king, gets the supplies. He gets a big group of people to come and help him. And as they are building the wall, they definitely had the naysayers. But, you know, he had to be an encourager. And, and he told them, you keep the sword in one hand, you know, to kind of keep the naysayers at bay and keep a tool in the other and keep working, keep working hard. Just, it's kind of like Dory, if you've ever seen Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You're going to keep on doing what you're doing. And like I said, it's not like you can just totally annihilate the negative people in your life. 
life, but you can set boundaries. And what we want to do is that we want to get those positive people in our lives so that they are the ones that are encouraging us and speaking positive things so that we can um, have hope have excitement and enthusiasm for what we're doing. But sometimes the the negative people, they don't see eye to eye. They're obviously going in a different direction if they're going in any direction at all. I mean, chances are they're not, you know, really successful in their own lives because negative people usually don't (laughs) succeed. So it is okay to create space. It's okay to create some boundaries. You can still love them and cheer them on, you know, and hopefully, you know, and obviously we're going to pray for them and hopefully encourage them and be a light to them, be an inspiration to them. But you know, we have to set those boundaries and uh, it may even be on social media. Um, I think, I, I honestly think that one of the most like harsh things that we can do, one of the harshest things we can do is to unfriend somebody on social media or unfollow them. That is, oh, that is, it's, that's just, it hurts our hearts and we don't want to be hurtful. You can unfollow them though, so that you don't see the negativity. Um, if someone comes to your social media, um, and they are putting negative comments, on your wall, it is okay to delete those comments because you know what? If somebody was coming into your home and they are going to be negative and disrespectful, you know what? You would ask them to leave or if they are belittling you in front of your family, in front of your children, you would put a stop to that. And same thing with social media. I have no issues with that. If someone's going to come to my private space my wall and be negative, I will delete. And if they are really ugly, then yes, I will pull out the unfollow and the unfriend. And if they are really nasty, then yes, I will block them. But it takes, you know, it takes a a higher level of, you know, kind of ugliness and meanness that they would, you know, portray towards me before I would block somebody. But, you know, you can create those boundaries on your social media. That is okay. Just know that negativity it's poisonous. And once they start spreading that poison to you, it's infectious. So it gets into your heart, into your mind, and then it just creates your own like dwelling on it. And then other people, you know, it starts negativity with them and they start chiming in. It's just infectious and poisonous. And we just want to get rid of it. Okay. So we just, we just want to set those boundaries. We need to hear from the Lord and we need to hear clearly what God is saying. And we need those strong, godly people in our lives that are praying with us and supportive of us in our endeavors. So whether it's in your ministry, whether it's in your business, we want those positive people. So number four, um, mentally strong people do not complain. Okay. Now there is a difference between complaining and problem solving. Now, someone like myself, I like things a certain way. (laughs) And if I have had experience with something, I like things done the right way. So sometimes I may see something out of alignment or I may see whether it's my children, whether it's in my ministry, whether it's in my home, and I may identify the problem. But if it gets to a place of complaining, I need to stop because strong 
mentally strong people are not going to be caught up into that that negative complaining because it leads to the negative self-talk or if we're complaining about others and it's just again that becomes poisonous as well we don't want to be caught up in the gossip and dwelling on negative because we can sit there and talk and talk and talk till we're blue in the face and nothing changes Instead, we need to set the boundaries. It is okay to come away from the negativity. It's okay to come away from those negative things. If there are people or circumstances or blatant sin or obvious things that are not healthy and something that we need to get away from, we need to get away from it. And we don't need to complain. We we can problem solve. We can figure out what we need to do for ourselves, for our family, maybe for our business. Maybe we need some real organization. Maybe we need to, uh, it may even come to a place where we are going to let some people go within our organization. Uh, Maybe it's time to, you know, let someone go and we need to rehire and replace. But there is a way to do that without really spiraling into that negativity and complaining. What we want to do is find the good or we have to create the good. Um, we need to line up with that verse that says what Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my business, as for me and my ministry, we are going to serve the Lord. And if there is any junk in the trunk, we need to get rid of it. Um, and, and that is okay. It is totally out of, it is totally okay. Um, out of our hearts, our mouths speak. So if we find ourselves in a place where we are complaining and it's just negativity spewing, we need to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, let's do some open heart surgery here. What is really going on? Why is this bothering me so much? Is it something from my childhood? Is it something from my parents? Is it something from my spouse or some issue that I'm really dealing with? Because I don't want to have a complaining spirit. And the Lord will show you. He will um, show you those blind spots. And sometimes he will bring your trusted friends and pastors and, and people into your life that will say, you know what? I love you, but, and you have to give them permission. I want you to point out some blind spots to me. I don't want to do this in my emotions. We want to do this on the, on the level of like thinking, putting our, our minds and really receiving what someone else has to, has, you know, to say to us. And we want to receive that and just really think about this and pray about it and say, God, I, I want this out of my life. Um, so if you speak life, you will create life. But if you speak death, you will create death and you will attract whatever it is you are spewing out of your mouth. So if you are speaking life, life just procreates. It makes everybody smile. If you're laughing and joyful, it is infectious. It's contagious and it just sets a whole different mood. It just changes the atmosphere. But same thing when you are complaining and then it makes other people like, wow, I've never thought about that. And then it puts them on that route of complaining. So we want to stop that. So number five, uh, mentally strong people are not lazy. Okay, so we need to stop the laziness. We don't want to be, the Bible calls them sluggards. We do not want to be sluggards. Um, we're, we don't want to go after that short-term satisfaction. I think some of the worst things that we can do is, you know, like some of the slogans, have it your way right away. As soon as you, you know, snap your fingers, we, you know, we want it right, right now. And, you know, sometimes the, 
not sometimes, most of the time, let me rephrase that, most of the time, the good things are the things that we work for and we wait for. Um, we Sometimes we have to delay the gratification and do the hard things, do the hard work to get the best result. Um, instead, mentally strong people, we will work hard and we will find a solution rather than, you know, that lazy attitude is, oh, this just got too hard and I don't, I can't figure this problem out and they just quit. Instead, a mentally strong person is going to find a solution. We are going to work and work and we will call for help if we need that help from other people um, to lend a hand. Uh, we also understand that we will reap what we sow. Um, we have to master our mindset. So whatever we are sowing, we have to sow that life. We have to be life-giving. We have to sow the hard work and we will reap it. And we have to master our mindset and know when I am being positive, I am sowing into my emotions. I'm sowing into my spirituality. I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm finding out what the Lord has to say. I'm going to seek counsel. I'm asking someone to help me with my blind spots. Um, we want uh, to be healthy in our bodies, to take care of ourselves, to work out, to eat healthy. We want to sow into our ministries, into our businesses, into our employees, into the uh, volunteers that's under us. The more that we sow into ourselves and to others, we will reap a harvest and harvest multiplies. You may sow three seeds, but wow, you get hundreds, if not thousands of seeds out of just those three seeds. So that is um, a fabulous way to grow and see growth and healthy growth in your business or in your ministry. Um, success requires action and we have to step up. We can't just be lazy and say, oh, you know what? Let the chips fall where they may. You know, we're just going to let things happen as they happen. No, we are going to do the hard work. Uh, we want to be mentally and emotionally, spiritually and physically strong. So we don't want to just shrink back in any of these five areas. Um, I, I just know that for my own life, I may have seasons of hardship, seasons of really dealing with hard things or sadness or tragedies. Um, I've dealt with sickness and deaths in my family. I've dealt with divorce. You know what? And it is okay to embrace those hard seasons. The Lord gave us a heart and a mind that can think and process and a heart that feels. Do not be afraid of those um, hard places of emotion. It is okay to cry. It is okay to scream and wail and wallow for a little while, for a little bit to get those emotions out. We need to set aside some time where we can really deal with those emotions. But then we need to pick ourselves back up and say, you know what? This is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to find those verses that say weeping may last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They don't beat me. They don't beat me over the head and tell me what a failure I am. No, they're there to guide me and direct me and comfort me while I'm walking through those dark places. And it is okay to feel the emotions of the hardship. But 
and, and, and I will even say this, emotionally and mentally strong people will de- deal with those hard emotions. We will cry when it's okay to cry, right? When it's um, appropriate to cry. We will get angry, have a righteous anger over um, injustices and, and things that are happening in the world that don't line up with God's will. It is okay to feel those emotions, but we need to deal with them, take them before the Lord. And, and there's a time for crying, a time for weeping. And then there is a time to rejoice and we pick ourselves back up. We put ourselves back together again or allow the Lord to put us back together. And then we move forward and we trust God. So I hope that today's podcast has helped you. I hope that you've gotten some um, some tips and some things that you can take to the Lord and say, God, which of these five areas do I really need to, maybe all of them, maybe a couple of them really stood out to you. I just pray you take them to the Lord, maybe take them to your counselors, to your friends, and really, really seek, um, uh, you know, uh, guidance and insight on these things so that you can be mentally strong so that you are successful in your business, in your ministry, in your life, in your marriage, in your parenting, uh, in your relationships, whatever that may be. We want to be mentally strong and healthy. Okay. Again, I thank you for joining in today's podcast. If you have enjoyed this, please share, please comment, please, uh, you know, you can post this on your social media. You can let your friends know. You can comment and please go and rank and review this podcast because the more uh, ratings and reviews that we get on this, then more people can find this podcast and hopefully the Lord will use this to bless their lives as well. Okay, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. We will talk to you next time. So bye for now.